Hello and welcome to Small Screen Stories. I'm Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. And what is this show? Well, this show is a daily show, well, through Monday to Friday, where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. And today's been, again, as usual, quite a busy day in the world of entertainment and pop culture. So let's get straight into it. And with the very first story of the day, which is, let me get it up here. Uh, John Boyega says he wants to play James Bond with Steve McQueen directing. So he actually revealed this during an interview with MTV News. And in the interview, uh, he was basically, they were kind of um, going off a previous interview they did with Letitia Wright, where she kind of said she thought it'd be a really good idea to have uh, John Boyega play, play James Bond. And he went a step further. He said, hey, listen, with Steve McQueen directing, let's do this. We could show them something different. We, st- we still bring that sophistication. James Bond has to be James Bond, but we could do something with that. And that's that's something, I mean, I have been saying this for a long, long time. I think John Boyega is a fantastic actor. I think he was done a disservice by the Star Wars franchise. I'd really love to see him. I think, he's, I think he'd be brilliant as playing James Bond. I think he'd be really interesting in that role. And I really, really like the idea of Steve McQueen directing a James Bond movie. So, of course, he directed 12 Years a Slave. He directed Hunger. He also directed Shame. And the idea of him having uh, getting his hands on James Bond, I think, is really fascinating. Because I think, again, he's a very fascinating director. He's starting to do different things as well. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the movie that he did with, I believe it was Viola Davis. Wait, let me, again, this is probably not so interesting. Man types things into Google, but I just want to have a look. And again, Steve. When you say Steve McQueen, I, you know you don't talk about Steve McQueen, the actor. It's Steve McQueen, the director. Uh, what was the film he did? So, Hunger, Win, um, Widows. So that was the film that he did, which was I thought it was really, really fascinating that movie. And actually, if anything, showed another side to him as a director. And uh, I think I think he could do great, great things with uh, with, with um, the James Bond franchise. Uh, and I'd really, really love to see to see him do that. But what do you guys think? Do you like the idea of seeing uh, John Boyega play uh, James Bond? Let me know that in the comments below. Would you like to see a Steve McQueen James Bond movie directed by Steve McQueen? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to the the exclusive of the day for us, which is uh, that a Doctor Aphra series is a Dr. Aphra Star Wars spin-off live action series is in the works for Disney Plus. So this is something that um that has kind of been rumored about for quite some time now but I was actually um I I, I multiple sources came to me and actually told me that this is this is really happening that this is now in the works at Lu- over at Lucasfilm so let's get the article up here for you guys and um yeah, so according to uh, multiple sources, uh, they're, they're going to be working on it next. So it's going to be after the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Po- uh, as far as my sources uh, were new, they, they said it could either be before or after the Cassian Andor series. It could go into production relatively soon. But here's what they said. So Lucasfilm is now uh, working on making a live-action Dr. Aphra show. It's going to be made for Disney+. Plus. Could be with us before Cassian Andor, but definitely after K- Kenobi. Another one said, uh, Dr. Aphra will be the next Star Wars show being made for Disney+. Plus. They're working on Kenobi, The Mandalorian Season 3, The Boba Fett miniseries, Cassian Andor, and then Dr. Aphra. No casting news as of yet, but Lucasfilm wants a ca- um, to cast a member of the LGBTQ pl- um, plus community for the lead role. 
So if you are unaware of uh, of this, well, then um, it's it's one of those show. It's sorry, it's not a show. So I'm just looking at what my laptop's doing again. It's doing the same thing it's been doing for a while now, and uh, which is slightly annoying. But um, yeah, so basically, what's happening is that they're looking at uh, developing uh, this. Uh, this character who's from the uh, Doctor Afra, well, originally from the da the Darth Vader comic books, but then got her own spin-off uh, series of comic books, which is really really good. If you get the chance, you should check it out because it's a really good series. And in that in that series, uh, basically, she is kind of, uh, I mean, she's not really a Han Solo type. She's a she's. How's the what's the best way to describe her? So again, she's first of all, I will say she's one of the only characters in Star Wars canon who is kind of openly gay. It was something that was confirmed by the comic the comic books writer Kieran Gillen. Uh, Kieran said in an interview, "I normally say Alpha's a lesbian, which is why a lesbian. Which it, why did I say it that way? Oh, never mind. Which is uh, why Lucasfilm and Disney are so um, well." They are looking for someone from the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ plus community. And I think it's great that, that this is something that Star Wars has kind of not done for a long, long time now. And it's um, it's really something that I think they should be working on doing more of moving forward. So that's I think that's, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's great. But it won't be the um, the Leslie Headland Star Wars show, which is actually going to be. I did ask uh, the sources about that, and they said that that is she. That this is not the show that she's developing. That she's actually going to be developing something else that's actually set outside of the main kind of Star Wars um, uh, main kind of trilogies that we know of. This one will be set either during the uh, the classic trilogy or after. So the, as, at the same time as the Mandalorian. Uh, but yes. Yeah, Again, um, she was originally so she was first introduced in the in Darth Vader comic book series in 2015. She's a criminal archaeologist. That's what she is, and she works for Darth Vader to begin with. But then she manages to sever her ties with the Sith Lord, and she manages to stay alive even though she did that. So in the comics, she ends up she does cross paths with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, and again the comics take place during the classic trilogy era. But it looks like this one could actually take place after that which still i think i think that would be pretty cool but let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below i'd really love to know your thoughts on this right moving away from that moving on to mel gibson mel gibson actually confirmed uh, during a recent interview with good morning america that uh, lethal weapon 5 was in the works was being worked on and that richard donner would be directing richard donner's now 90 years old so they need to get this film made as quickly as possible but yeah i i mean I have been a fan of the Lethal Weapon movies for a very, very long time. Uh, I watched the first one when I was quite young and I really, really loved it. I do have issues with Mel Gibson, but I really do love the characters in that movie, um, in the in the trilogy. And I also, is there room for a fifth one? I thought, the, I thought the fourth one was pretty bad, to be honest, but it seems as though this is an idea that Richard Donner's had for a while and he really wants to do it. So it could show like a different side to those characters. To um, I think it's Murtaugh. I can't remember the names now. I always just think of it as um, um, <laughs> I don't want to get the names wrong. 
I'm so I'm so bad at remembering names. It's pretty bad. But anyway, Mel Gibson revealed this during an interview in which he was actually promoting Fat Man, which, according to many uh, reviews, is actually quite good. But um, yeah, so it's uh, Martin Riggs and Roger uh, Murtaugh. Murtaugh, I believe that. And he's, of course, famous for that line, I'm too old for this shit. And it looks like they might... I mean, the idea probably will be to explore that side of the character a bit more, even though it's been explored since the very beginning. But uh, they've always kind of been, not over the hill, but there was a certain point in the movies where they did address that. But no, apparently they're, they're going to be making it. And again, as I said before, Richard Donner is now 90 years old, so they better hurry up with this. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, so now on to the, a new Alien movie directed by Ridley Scott, which is going to be a new prequel film. This is reportedly. But uh, it won't be related to his prequel, so it won't be related to Prometheus and Alien Covenant. So this comes from uh, Daniel Wright, uh, Richmond, I believe is how you pronounce his name. So he's an insider uh, and has a lot of these scoops. And according to him, uh, this is what they're going to be doing. And it's going to be coming from Disney, which is to be expected because Disney now owns basically all the movie properties after they acquired the rights to Fox, to 20th Century Fox. Originally, the Alien movies were part of... Um, were under their umbrella, but now they are with Disney. But yeah, so according to uh, uh, Daniel, they are working on uh, another Alien prequel film, which I think is a pretty good idea because, um, again, I, I did actually quite like Prometheus. I didn't like uh, Alien Covenant as much, but I do just want to see Ridley Scott get it right. So I do like the idea of Ridley Scott getting to kind of rework that. I mean, I don't know how it could be a prequel, but not related to his prequels. That's a bit of a weird thing there. But again, this is, I'm reporting what this insider says. But more alien movies, they're different. You know, I, I think they're quite fun. I, I always enjoy going to the cinema to see one. Again, one of my favorite movies of all time is Ridley Scott's Alien and uh, I always put it in my top five. But what do you guys think? Is this something that you're interested in? Do you think Ridley Scott needs to make another Alien film? He has been very, very adamant that he wants to make another one. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. <clears throat> right, I'm moving on from that and on to another scoop from um, Daniel Richman. And that's the Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford returning could start filming in August 2021. So that if that's true, then it means pretty much it means that the uh, the date, the release date for Indiana Jones is going to be delayed because uh, I I need to look this up, but I believe it was supposed to be coming out in July 2022, I believe. <clears throat> and if that's true, if they if they stick to that release date, then it basically gives them a year to shoot the film edit it and possibly do reshoots because a lot of these big blocks yeah it was coming out july 29th 2022 so it gives them like 13 ish months to, to make the movie edit it you know do all of that i don't think that's long enough so i'm pretty sure it's going to be delayed by a couple of months i said in the uh, in the article maybe maybe a six months delay <clears throat> but it could possibly be pushed into 2023 um, I, I mean, I hope they make this film because I really want to see Indiana Jones 5. I really, I mean, I love Indiana Jones. I thought the fourth film was terrible, but I want to see them, them do this right. And um, as far as I'm aware, it won't be uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. There were rumors that it'll be James Mangold. I I think he was the last name kind of attached to it. I don't know whether that, was, that had been confirmed or not. I'd have to look into that. But 
again, I'm kind of excited for this. What I'm pretty sure will be, it will be Harrison's full, his final Indiana Jones movie ever made. Of course, they were going to film this a while back, but then coronavirus hit, so they couldn't. But what do you think? Are you excited for an Indiana Jones 5? Is this, some, is this a film that we, do we need it? Possibly not. But Disney, of course, again, this is another film that's now under the Disney umbrella and Lucasfilm. They're very, very interested in making this movie. And um, it's kind of understandable. It's, it's, it's basically, it's not free money, but it's uh, pretty close. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Right, moving away uh, from all of that and onto the DC Comics films. Um, and in the very first thing is that, um, again, this this comes from the same guy. So he's been he's been uh, posting a lot of stuff recently. So this comes from uh, Daniel Richman. And he's saying that the Batman's real villain is rumored to be Barry Keoghan? Oh, I can't. Why? Why am I so bad with names? Yeah, so the cat, the the actor that's playing, uh, he is playing in the movie. Who's he playing? He was recently cast. Well, not recently cast. He was one of the last the last people to be uh, to be cast in the film. And uh, Stanley Merkel. Sorry, that's his name. That's the 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 character's name that he's playing. And in the comics, Stanley Merkel is um, a former. Well, he's. Yeah, he's like a, a former partner of Jim Gordon, but because of the age, they might change that up in in the movie. So he's rumored to be actually the real villain. And according to uh, Daniel, I think it's Daniel Richmond. Yes, it is. Uh, that the Riddler will turn out to be a good guy. And in the end, Barry Kion... <laughs> I can't pronounce the name. His character is the real villain. So again, I will have to put up that this is a speculation. None of this has been confirmed. But... It kind of, I mean, that would be quite an interesting twist because uh, everyone, everyone, of course, already assumes that Paul Dano's Riddler is the, 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 main, the main villain in it. Of course, we know that we've got uh, Colin Farrell in it as well, playing the Penguin. But it would be a bit of a, it'd be a, a rather interesting twist. But then again, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't really know whether they'd get, they'd do that. Um, possibly, possibly. It, they could lead into Hush as well if, if, um, uh, Hush could be a villain in this. That'd be quite fun. But it, it, again, it's all speculation as it, uh, at the moment. So take it with a big pinch of salt. But I thought it was quite interesting. I, I quite like the idea of the Riddler turning out not to be the villain of the of the Batman movie because uh, he's already been a villain in a lot of films. But I do love Paul Dano and I think he does a very good villain. So uh, that film was should be coming out in is it 2022 now i think it's been pushed to 2022 so you've still got quite a while a quite a long way to wait for that film but i'm i'm really personally really excited for it. it's one of my one of the dc comics movies that i'm most excited for but what do you think about this who do you think is going to be the main villain in the batman let me know in the comments below right moving on from that and on to the fact that today was a big day for uh zack snyder fans and zack snyder cut fans they released or re-released Zack Snyder's Justice League's trailer. So teaser trailer. So of course that was taken down a couple of uh, weeks ago now, I believe. But it's been re-uploaded and uh, the music's still there. So uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah is still in there. But it's now black and white and it's they, they, they've tweaked it a bit. And Zack Snyder said they were going to do this. And this, of course, was what they were teasing. They kept on doing this whole November 17th thing. Zack Snyder did a big... Uh, kind of a walkthrough on of that trailer explaining uh, he did this on Vero I believe 
explaining why he chose certain shots and why he decided to do it in black and white so it's monochrome uh, and why he also chose the aspect ratio which is quite strange for a comic book movie i don't know i haven't what i've been working so i haven't had the chance to actually watch his um his live stream uh i'd like personally i'd like to know if it, if the movie is going to be in all uh, black and white and in that aspect ratio i don't know as of yet but I'm pretty sure we're going to find out soon. It's coming out pretty soon in 2021 and it's coming to HBO Max. I believe over here in the UK, I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming to Sky Atlantic or something like that. So it'll probably be available to Sky customers in the UK. I'm not sure about anywhere else. I really, <laughs> I really don't know. HBO Max, of course, is only available in the in the United States at the moment, which is a bit annoying. Uh, maybe one day I'll come over here. I'm going to have to wait and see. But what's it, uh, what did you think about the trailer? If you saw the trailer, let me know. What did you think about it? I'd really like to get your thoughts on that trailer because it's um it's I, i'm really excited to see uh, zack snow's justice league i'm really i've said this multiple times i'm always really i always like to see the director's uh kind of vision initial initial vision put onto the big screen what happened to zack snyder was not was not good uh on on behalf of uh, warner brothers I really did not like Joss Whedon's movie, and I'm just really kind of looking forward to seeing his four-hour mini-series epic. And uh, I'm not sure if I'd if I'd really want to see it all in black and white. I think he's only done certain scenes in black and white, and he liked he just wanted to release this trailer in black and white. But let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on from that, and moving on to Joaquin Phoenix, and that he might do the Joker too, but he wants a lot of money for it. So. This again came from Daniel Richman, uh, and he's claiming that uh, that Joaquin Phoenix would do uh, the Joker too, but again, he'd need a lot of money. And this was something that had been reported quite a while back, and there were there were the the, the figure going around was fifty million dollars, which is basically almost the whole. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the whole. I think it was they, they made uh, the first Joker film for seventy-five million, I believe. I think that was the the final number. So he would cost them almost as much as the first movie cost. But it may, it would make sense to have because they need him back, and the film ended up making a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. This film, Joker Two, might not make as much as that, but it would still make an awful lot of money. So there's only one way they can do it, and that's with him. I think. I think the money thing is probably, yes, that's probably a, uh, an issue. But I also think that Joaquin Phoenix will only really do it if he likes the script and if, if Todd Phillips does it again. They really seem to like working together and shared a very similar vision. And um, if the script's right, if the money's right, I'm pretty sure they'll get this off the ground. It's it's a film that I, I'm i not sure if I really want to see it done because I think Joker's fine as it is and it's like a one-and-done kind of film. Of course, David Finch had a lot to say about it, said it, 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 it misrepresented the mentally ill, which to a certain extent, yes, it probably did. It, it, it probably did. But again, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those films that got very, very popular very, very quickly and seemed to speak to a lot of people. So, you know, that there's obviously a reason for them to make a sequel but can they is there anything else to, to tell in that story i'm not sure if there is but let me know your thoughts in the comments below right so moving on from that and moving on to um the fact that apparently warner brothers can't fire amber heard from aquaman 2 due to her contract so um <clears throat> i had a couple of people this came from screen rant actually this article and I had a lot of people talk, uh, comment on the article saying that, well, they got rid of Johnny Depp, who had a very similar contract. 
Yes, they did, but it's a, it's a, it's a specific, it's kind of a different thing. Um, they asked they asked Johnny Depp to resign. If he hadn't res- if he hadn't had resigned, then they would have found it very difficult to to get rid of him, even with the um, the court ruling in the United Kingdom. The thing is, Amber Heard basically won that ruling, so she's now in quite a strong position. So getting rid of her would be very, 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 very difficult and actually terrible PR for, for Warner Brothers because, again, Amber Heard, is a, is a, she's a very vocal uh, part of the, the Me Too movement. And um, people have said that she's deliberately put herself in that position. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's, <clears throat> it's something that it would not be good for Warner Brothers to get rid of her. It'd actually be really, really difficult. And her contract is one of the reasons, but the other reason is poor PR. Uh, it would not look good on Warner Brothers' behalf. Uh, whether or not they'll end up losing a lot of money having her in the film, honestly, I don't think they will. Uh, I think people will still go and see Aquaman 2, whether she's in it or not. I know that there's a very hard-line group of people out there that will not see Aquaman 2 if she's in it. Uh, they will not see a single movie if, um, if Amber Heard's in the film. The problem is, if you think that way, I mean, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but you've also got to think about everyone else that's involved in that movie. You know, not just the actors, but the crew, the the people that have written it, the, the director, the, you know, there's a lot of people involved in making a movie. It doesn't just come down to one person. So if you were to, it, I mean, if they were to get rid of her, Warner Brothers would end up having to recast so that they'd, they'd have to spend a lot of money on another actor. They'd probably have to give her a big payout as well, like they did with Johnny Depp. And it's... And they they don't want the bad PR. It was I think as far as Johnny Depp's concerned, he again he he lost that case. And for Warner Brothers, it was actually probably a better solution was to to sever ties with him. Uh, because again, there's a very I get it, and I'm and I don't think he should have been sacked. I really really don't. There there's a very vocal group of people online that are you know really want justice for Johnny Depp. It's the whole justice for Johnny Depp um, campaign, and I get that campaign and I understand where they're coming from. There's a lot of stuff out there, but the fact of the matter is is that we're not, you know, we're not privy to a lot of information. Uh, we weren't in the we weren't in the the court. We we didn't hear everything that was said. There was stuff a lot of stuff reported. There were the 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 tapes that were leaked. They do not. They 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 do not spell a good picture for Amber Heard. The problem is there would have been a lot of other stuff that had been brought forward before the judge and before you know in the courts by Amber Heard's uh, defense team. Well, actually, in that in this case, the Sun's defense team. So I don't think they'll get rid of her. I I just really I really don't. I don't think I don't think they they can handle the <laughs> that really what would be really bad press i think it would be really bad press even though i, I understand people that want her gone i still think getting rid of her would be wouldn't be a good move on their behalf and of course this whole thing with the contract thing it, it just adds adds more issues uh that it just makes it hard for warner brothers to do anything really but let me know what you guys think in the comments below Right, moving away from that and on to uh, the fact that a Wonder Girl TV show is in the works and it's going to be led by a Latinx actor. actor. So, and I said actor like four times in that sentence. <laughs> um, so this will be coming to the CW. Uh, it'll feature a Latinx lead. And it's going to be uh, 
made by Greg Belanti's production company. Of course, he's the the that's the production company behind all of almost all of the CW DC comics uh, TV shows. I think all of them: The Flash, Arrow, Stargirl, Batwoman, Black Lightning, DC Legends of Tomorrow. And this was revealed by Deadline. And um, it's again, it seems as though they are looking into like making producing more of these shows because i really do think the cw is now in a really weird position with what with arrow coming to an end uh, the flash is going to be coming to an end uh supergirls no you know that's that's come to an end batwoman's kind of in a weird position where they're kind of in a transition mode after ruby rose left i'm pretty sure dc legends of tomorrow will finish soon so now they're kind of left with batwoman black lightning stargirl and they need some other things so wonder girl is something that's coming in and she's obviously a ver- like um in in the new kind of so it won't be the the version of the character that's in titans uh it won't won't be that version of the character they'll be doing yaya flaws version of the character who's a uh, the daughter of an amazonian warrior and brazilian river god so she's a pretty big deal and she's of course the new wonder woman in the future states events in the comic books so that's a kind of uh it's like a they have a time jump forward into the future where there are new versions of superman batman wonder woman and the flash and other well-known dc comic superheroes so I'm, i i think this would be quite interesting actually i think um i do really like the cw uh superhero tv shows and i think greg Belanti's production company they they do a really good job with them so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it, but let me know what you guys think of this in the comments below. Right, moving on to uh, some Walking Dead news. And uh, this is about uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and a, a supposed Negan spin-off uh, show for The Walking Dead. So of course there are lots of spin-offs going on in The Walking Dead series. Uh, a lot. They're, they're doing like a trilogy of movies as well with... Um, with Rick Grimes, with Andrew Lincoln, and uh, again, uh, it's like um, Norman Reedus is also having his own show, apparently, and they've got Fear the Walking Dead. They've got uh, World Beyond, I think, is another spin-off show they've got going on. So AMC is really kind of churning these out because, of course, the main Walking Dead series is coming to an end. So people have been wondering what's going to happen with Negan once the show comes to an end. There's, of course, a lot more of The Walking Dead to come. There's a whole uh, other season, and Negan's going to be very much involved in that. But he was asked by a fan uh, on Twitter saying, is a Negan spin-off, spin-off still possible? Although we'll get to see his Negan uh, some way or other in six extra episodes. Maybe Negan lives. Maybe a Negan lives spin-off. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan said, we shall see. I'd like to think that no doors are closed. A great character with many stories to tell. But again, so much to do here on The Walking Dead. So many episodes still to shoot. Right now, I'm just excited about that. So he's kind of saying it could happen. Uh, And that's pretty exciting because I think Negan's a really fascinating character. Started off as being the main villain. And it's kind of now like he's... (laughs) <laughs> one of the one of the heroes really in a, in a weird way is kind of his whole story arcs come full cir- well not full circle but it's going very very different to where it started off and uh i i i think jeffrey dean morgan is a really good actor and i think he's really good in this role and i think a lot of people want to see more of him so it kind of makes sense why there are people asking those questions he said that the doors aren't closed the door isn't closed so fingers crossed it might happen. I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, the Walking Dead fans will love that. I full disclosure, I kind of tapered off the Walking Dead. I think after like season six, because is it season maybe season five? I I can't. I mean, there there are so many seasons of that show. It's one of the longest running 
shows of all time. It's also one of the most successful. And there's a reason for it. It, it is very good. And it's, but it, again, I think it was just too much for me. And I ended up kind of saying, well, maybe I'll start watching other things instead and not The Walking Dead. It's not because it's a bad show. There were elements, it does, Walking Dead series kind of start and finish really well. And there's a bit of a lull in the middle. Uh, and I just couldn't really deal with that extended lull. Uh, but yeah, I, I still, I still like, I still keep a, an eye on what's going on and I still know what's what's happening. Uh, I'm very familiar with the comic books as well. But the TV show, unfortunately, I kind of, uh, I end up, yeah, just kind of letting it go after a while. But what do you guys think about this? I, I actually think I would watch a Negan spin-off series just because I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan so much. But let me know in the comments below. Right, moving away from all of that and on to The Mandalorian. So, of course, the last episode of The Mandalorian, I, I didn't spoil it, I hope. Well, no, I did actually in my kind of review, very quick review of episode three of The Mandalorian. But in uh, the last episode, uh, it revealed, well, a pretty interesting character. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the animated series was uh, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan is, um, is the, the Mandalorian that was introduced in, in the recent episode, The Heiress of the Mandalorian. So she recently did an interview with uh, Entertainment Tonight. And during that interview, she actually hinted that she wanted to see Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano meet in the Mandalorian. So, of course, if you'd watched the, the recent episode, she's the one that tells Mando to go and seek out Ahsoka Tano, who is officially going to be played by Rosario Dawson which is, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And so this is what she said. She said, I love the character from Star Wars, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. So I'd love to see her. Of course, she's talking about Ahsoka Tano. There's a lot of history with those two. There's a lot of story there. There's a lot of com <coughs> camaraderie and respect, but also a lot of pain and distrust. So we'll see what happens. She's kind of hinting that it's going to happen. I, I think it's going to happen. I don't think we can end like Bo-Katan's kind of story within the Mandalorian at that point we need to see what's happening with the dark saber we're going to see her back and there have also been rumors that ahsoka tano is actually going to fight moff gideon for the dark saber in one of the upcoming episodes so i'm pretty sure we will see yeah i'm pretty sure we will see we'll see bo katana and ahsoka tano meet and i really want to see that and then finally to round off so there's been a lot of this stuff online for quite a while now of people trying to cancel Gina Canaro, who of course is, uh, sh she's, sorry, uh, Carano. I can't, say, I can't say names properly, it's terrible. But, uh, and I don't want to get into the politics of why it's happening, but basically it started up again. And, and maybe one of the reasons why that is is because people know that her, that she's coming up in The Mandalorian pretty soon. But Fire Gen um, Gina Carano, <laughs> I believe that's how you say it, has been trending on Twitter. And people, I, I did post a, an article about it and I did put a warning because there's a lot of bad language in a, a lot of people's um, tweets. But they're very annoyed with her, claiming that, um, you know, cl claiming that she said things in the past that she should be ashamed of and trying to get rid of her and want Disney to get rid of her. There's a lot of people on the other side that are getting I stand with Gina uh, trending as well that think that she should stay in the show. But it's one of those things, it's like Disney is one of those companies that really prides itself on where it stands politically and the fact that it's very much a kind of family-friendly uh, company and they want to be very inclusive. They've been working on that a lot over the last couple of years. But there's still this 
you know that the, the, there are people that they hire that sometimes don't uh, reflect Disney as the company their kind of beliefs and and so it's difficult it's like what do you do in that sense do you do you fire G- uh, Gina or do you keep her in or do you just bear the kind of the the bad well the Twitter storm what it is at the moment is a Twitter storm I'm very against cancel culture very very against it because I think people are far too quick to cancel people uh, but I, uh, looking into it a bit and I'm like seeing what she said it's like oof, maybe maybe there's something to be said here about this because it's what well, I mean look look into it for yourselves it's more like what she tweets and what she retweets <clears throat> so it's kind of it is a bit problematic. I will ha- I will say that a lot of people have been also asking for Sasha Banks's character to have a bigger role, which I really really do agree with. I would love to see more of Sasha Banks's character. I believe she plays um, Koska, I think is her name, uh, the Mandalorian. I think we'll get to see her more with uh, Bo-Katan as the series goes on, possibly more in season three. And there's also rumours that they're going to be making or are planning a Bo-Katan spin-off live action show. Give Katie Sackhoff her own show. Give her her own Star Wars show. I'd love to see that. But what do you think about this news? Let me know in the comments below. And with that, that was a lot to get through uh, tonight. But that's it. That's the show. Uh, I do apologize again if there are some issues with uh, with some lag. Uh, there possibly was. Again, I am trying to sort all of this out. But uh, it's taking some time. Because I'm getting used to this. I'm still pretty new to the whole live stream thing. But... Uh, Again, thank you very much for watching. If you don't like watching laggy video on YouTube and Facebook, which I completely understand, then you can listen to this as a podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. If you listen on uh, on Apple Podcasts, then a five-star rating would be very, very, very welcome. Uh, and then if you want to follow us anywhere on social media you can follow us at small screen gb that's everywhere that's twitter instagram and facebook you can also uh, subscribe that'd be great if you could do that that'd be wonderful uh like videos uh share them do all that stuff that'd be really really helpful if you could do that that would um you can also of course go to the website which is small-screen.co.uk and uh you can follow me at ej lauder on twitter and I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff I have to plug at end, the end of these shows. But thank you so much for watching, guys. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a great evening. Goodbye.